0: Hello, Legal Talk Network listeners. This is producer Lawrence Coletti coming to you from our home studios. What you're about to hear is the launch of a brand new show that we're doing in conjunction with the American Bar Association's Law Student Division. It's called ABA Law Student Podcast, but before we officially launch, we thought it'd be a great idea to meet the new hosts, Fabiani Duarte and Madison Burke. Welcome to your show, you guys.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks
0: so much. Well, thanks for joining, uh, I guess us or you, but, uh, anyway, no, I had a couple of goals here, uh, with this just preliminary interview before we do the official kickoff here in a couple of minutes. Uh, one was to get to know both of you a little bit better. And the other was to talk about this series of six episodes that you guys previously recorded. So what do you say we start with the get to know you part? Let's do it. That's good. All right. So here's my first question. It's for both of you and it's in three parts because you're law students, multi-choice, but answer them all. And so, uh, Where are you attending law school? Why did you decide to go into law? And how did you get involved with the ABA? And so I'm thinking ladies first, Madison, uh, let's start with you.
1: Well, thank you. I am attending law school at the University of Washington School of Law in beautiful Seattle, Washington. I am excitedly going into my third and final year. I decided to go into law school because I always had this perception of lawyers as people who were able to use the law to help others, and I wanted to be able to do that. I also like to talk a lot and argue, so people naturally told me growing up I should be a lawyer. So I am the 12th Circuit Governor in the Law Student Division of the ABA. I represent the states of Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and Alaska. Um, The 12th Circuit governor immediately preceding me was a really good friend of mine, and so naturally she instilled in me an enthusiasm for the ABA and the work that it does for law students and for lawyers. So I was able to get involved as a, a 1L and then kind of grow up in the ranks underneath her tutelage, and that naturally led to me running for this position and getting involved in a whole new
2: level.
0: All right. Well, great. Well, Fabi, same question. Questions, I guess.
2: All right. So, yeah, questions. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm attending Mercer Law School. Um, Our main campus is in Macon, Georgia. It's just south of Atlanta. Macon's a a beautiful uh, antebellum community. Um, Beautiful homes, a lot of history, cherry blossom festival, uh, and a river runs through it. It's very, very, very nice. Otis Redding is from there, and Little Richard, and the... um, Allman Brothers, a lot of music, very eclectic. Uh, But I'm actually based in Atlanta now. Uh, Mercer opened up a Atlanta campus for third-year law students uh, who want to uh, be exposed to uh, a different uh, set and type of internships and externships uh, and opportunities uh, in in the big city. So I'm actually living here uh, in Atlanta and also just started a master's program at Mercer's uh, McAfee School of Theology. Uh, so I'm doing a, a divinity program. So that's that's where I'm in law school. Go Bears here at Mercer. In fact, uh, Miss America, the new Miss America is the Miss Georgia who uh, goes to Mercer. So kind of made, put a frame of reference in your mind. All right. I decided to go into law because before I went to law school, I, I worked at a law firm for a year and actually uh, didn't come out of there, you know, jumping for joy to get into law school, uh, but um, knew that there was something about it that did call to me. Uh, after that, I joined AmeriCorps, the Domestic Peace Corps, AmeriCorps VISTA, working with a group called Still Serving Veterans, and we helped vets who were coming home from war get jobs and counseling and their VA benefits. and. While I was there, I, I really discovered a sense of belonging and calling within the veteran community and decided to apply to law school with the intent of becoming a JAG officer. And right before, the, the few months before I went to law school, I was actually a youth minister at my church, and that's where I guess I got the divinity bug as well. So uh, I was so happy that Mercer offers uh, programs in, in both law and theology, and so uh, that's how I ended up here. Uh, A year after I started at Mercer Law, I actually became vice president of of our law school, uh, our student bar association, and I actually was the understudy, uh, the second string to attend the uh, ABA annual meeting, uh, which was held in Boston in the summer of 2014. Uh, When our president wasn't able to go, I I was asked to to go in his stead, and I I guess you could say, drink the Kool-Aid. I absolutely fascinated by the network of uh, prominent attorneys, the um, the connection with other student leaders in in law, and also the the launch pad for uh, different types of careers that I hadn't necessarily always thought about when I thought about uh, entering law school. That was was really great. Uh, So uh, a few months after that, I decided to run for chair of the law student division of the ABA. And... I was blessed to be elected uh, by by Madison and and uh, the other uh, governors and uh, 23 members of the, the board of the Los Angeles Division, and I officially took office uh, in August of 2015, right after uh, this year's uh, annual meeting.
0: In Chicago. Oh, great. Great. You guys. Well, so as you know, we're getting ready to launch your brand new show. And so, uh, we did some recordings while we were out at the American Bar Association's annual meeting in Chicago, Illinois, just recently. And so obviously huge event, uh, for the ABA, but, uh, we recorded the first six episodes while we were out there and we had you guys, uh, on premise. And so we did that in four days. So you guys are absolute troopers. And uh, with the uh, the intention being is that the first five would go live with this with this publication of them, the big launch. And so, but I wanted to kind of recap on that. You know, that was a big event. There was a lot of people there, a lot of great thought leaders. And and you guys did a wonderful job at uh, covering a nice, uh, wide array of topics. Uh, and uh, you guys also had some pretty amazing guests. So uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about that for the sake of our audience.
2: Sure, certainly. We jumped in big and deep into um, the podcast recording. We are able to do uh, six episodes in, in four days, which is quite a marathon for, for me. I, I, I know that uh, Madison is a real trooper in uh, trekking throughout Chicago, tracking down the, the different people who were able to, to jump in. Maybe, maybe if we go back and forth and talk about some of the people we interviewed, that could be helpful. I started with the first episode on, on July 29th, uh, talking just a little bit about what was going on uh, with the Law Student Division, some initiatives that we're uh, promoting. You know, it's free now for law students to become members of the Law Student Division. So that's a huge a huge opportunity for law students across the country. There's about 115 to 120,000 uh, law students in America. So it's, it's great to be able to plug into the resources, conferences, regional meetings, trips, and networks that the ABA offers. That was one of the big things that we focused in on that, and some of the advocacy efforts that we're also pursuing. Uh, for example, this November, we're working in lobbying the Senate to save the public service loan forgiveness program, uh, which uh, allows uh, students or, or people who are entering law or nursing or social work or the military and uh, countless other areas to give 10 years of service. To um, and also do 10 years of steady payments on their loans uh, to have those the rest of those loans forgiven. So that was some of the things we focused in on, on that first episode, kind of giving people a backdrop of what the ABA LSD does.
0: Well, and I think then uh, we rolled into the second episode where we get to uh, first meet uh, Madison as the co-host. And uh, both of you did a wonderful interview with Mr. Richard Conviser, of course, from Barbary. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that one?
1: Yeah, so I was actually one of the interviewees for the first episode as a member of the Law Student Division Board, and then I came on as co-host for the second episode with Mr. Conweiser, who was really amazing. He also was a keynote speaker at the opening ceremonies for annual conference and really had a great set of uh, tips and advice that he gave to law students. I think, you know, Barbary is a very well-known business, and it's very well respected by law students. They do a great job, and they really care about prepping students to be able to pass the test of our lives, the bar exam. On top of that, I think it was great to kind of see the man behind the magic and what a great personality he has and how thoughtful he is and and really how he came into the business of bar prep through legitimate interests of his own in helping his friends and his colleagues to be the best prepared young lawyers that they could be. So it was really a great, great interview, and I encourage everyone, of course, to download and listen to it, get a little bit of that insight for themselves.
0: Excellent. And let's talk about this episode three, because I found this the most impressive of, uh, you know, just in a short period of time, I I was absolutely amazed with you guys. Uh, Within 24 hours of your first episode recording, you got a a pretty high profile guest for that third episode. Uh, Who wants to tell me about that?
2: Sure, sure. I'll jump in. I think it just speaks to the network and the um, power of the ABA. So uh, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, presidential candidate, came to Chicago to speak to young lawyers and members of the South Carolina Bar. Um, it was uh, certainly lucrative for him to do that. It was lucrative for us to be able to uh, call his, his handler and work through our connections in the Young Lawyers Division to set up this interview, and it was truly remarkable. We were able to talk about so many things that were in the news when it came to not just the public service loan forgiveness, but his campaign, um, his vision for America, and also the legal profession as as someone who was a JAG officer in the Air Force for about 30 years, and uh, as as a veteran and somebody who's also um, done work in, in, in the legal realm, both in the public and private sector. I think it was truly a... Uh, An awesome diamond in our kickoff. Madison, do you have anything else about Mr. Graham?
1: Yes, he was very gracious, even though he doesn't support public service loan forgiveness. I thought it was very interesting to get his take on it. I think it's something, you know, as lawyers, we learn from day one in law school that there are two sides to every argument. And if you're going to be a good lawyer and you're going to be prepared, you need to listen and anticipate what the other side is saying. So in that way, I think it was great to see, you know, legitimate concerns and balancing the budget, the things that are going on behind the scenes that can impact us as law students in the form of, for instance, a public service loan forgiveness program. But I thought it was so gracious of him to give us his time while he's in such a busy schedule, obviously as a presidential candidate. And um, there are really some very interesting questions and some interesting answers. So again, I was very excited to be able to have this opportunity and I think it will make a great episode for law students.
0: Well, and I think you guys did a great job as well. I was sitting next to you while you were doing it. And so wonderful questions. And I I think it's going to be an interview that everyone's going to enjoy. So, well, that leaves a couple more episodes. I know that uh, you guys uh, interviewed uh, quite a few leadership members from the different ABA sections uh, talking about why law students should sign up with them. And you also had a nice interview with uh, Chris Jennison, who, uh, of course, is uh, uh, part of the Board of Governors. He's your uh, delegate to the Board of Governors with the ABA. But uh, you guys had a nice follow-up the last interview with uh, President Paulette Brown. So why don't we cut into those a little bit and then uh, get this uh, this show launched. What do you say? Sounds good.
1: Yeah, for our fourth Um, episode, as you mentioned, we interviewed the ABA sections, And it was interesting because, as Bobby mentioned at the beginning of this interview, now that law school membership is free, you know, it's a great benefit for law students. One of the great benefits to having this free membership is that you get five free memberships in different sections, divisions, and forums throughout the greater ABA. So what's happened is these ABA sections are now competing to try to get our membership as law students, that's a great position for us to be in, um, because this means that these sections, divisions and forums are really stepping up their game to provide value programming, value networking, and valuable events for law students to participate in. Um, and we, you know, we really put them on the spot. They had to give us their sales pitch, tell us what their section is all about and why law students should join, but they only had 60 seconds. So If you're a new law student or even if you are, you know, 2 or 3L and you've been an ABA member for a while, you can change what your sections, divisions, and forums are at any time. So this is a great podcast to listen to, kind of hear the sales pitches from all these SDS and make the decision of who you think is going to be the best for you and for your future career.
2: Yeah, I think it's so important to have gotten that background of, what the many different branches and, and divisions of the ABA uh, actually do. And so getting Chris's perspective from the Board of Governors um, as both a law student and somebody who's in the managing arm of the, the association and the top leadership was, was really great to see how important the law student division is to be a pipeline to the sections, divisions, and forums, which are basically a, a door to the world of possibility, a legal a job, a legal community, and how you can use your law degree to its full potential. Uh, and, and so that, it was really great to get a Chris's perspective, especially because he uh, has a, a real ear to a lot of the policy initiatives that are uh, coming through the ABA, the House of Delegates, uh, that helps define uh, guidelines and regulations for our profession uh, in the law. And things that also impact students, so that we can advocate for certain positions, uh, get feedback from law schools and law students, and then uh, hopefully represent their interests in the, in the best, most zealous way uh, that we can, so that we can impact people's lives when it comes to the power of their law degree, how they can uh, face uh, student loans and student debt, bar examinations, um, and much more. That was a that was a really valuable interview and definitely listening
0: on that one. And then you guys uh, closed it off with a really great one with uh, President Paulette Brown, the brand new incoming president of the American Bar Association. Uh, Madison, what did you think about that one?
1: Yeah, I mean, Paulette is amazing. President Brown is really hitting the ground running. Frankly, I mean, they do kind of a job shadow for the year preceding, taking over as president. And even from the get-go, as president-elect, I mean, she's been all over the country. She's very engaged. She wants to hear what are the issues in the legal profession, what are the issues for us as law students, and what can the ABA do to address those and to help us to succeed as law students and then, of course, as young lawyers. And one of the things she's doing, which is so great and is something that law students should listen to the podcast. And go to the website and see is that she is touring across the country and visiting different law schools in every state throughout her tenure as president of the um, ABA. So if you want her to come to your school or you want to go and visit her when she is coming to your state, then, you know, listen to the podcast, go to the website and contact her office and see what you can make happen because I know she wants to be connected to the members of the ABA and that definitely includes law students.
0: Great, great. Well, I think the first six episodes, you guys, bang up job. And uh, we're looking forward to this release of, like I said, we're doing five up front. We're going to hold that uh, Board of Governors, uh, one with Chris Jennison until October. And then after that, there'll be once a month just to kind of give our uh, audience here uh, things to expect. So, uh, you know, before we kick off this first episode, which is uh, this time I promise in a minute or two, what were some of the ideas you guys have been cooking up for possible future episodes?
2: Yeah, well, we've been able to um, use the assistance of our board to kind of brainstorm uh, some ideas and some contacts and connections of potential people to interview, and just on our own, we've been able to think of some other interesting topics that uh, students might find interesting. For example, there's a lot of law students who are excited about getting their law degree, but aren't necessarily interested in, in what uh, the conventional thinking of what to do with that law degree is. And so there's many examples and many members of the ABA who have shown just how diversified their careers have been uh, using that law degree as a launch launchpad, whether it's fashion law or working with artists in, in Hollywood, to, to working on interesting inventions and, and advocacy uh, with um, international groups and organizations, uh, working overseas, and uh, and working in local communities in, in ways that uh, we might not have thought about originally. And so I think that's that's one example. Mental health is something else. And, and just health and well-being of lawyers and law students in general something that we hear about, and more and more the stigma of, Mental health is, is finally being lifted, and we can have frank and open conversations about how to meet uh, some of the very real and, and frank realities of, of our lives and of this profession, the stresses, the um, sleeping issues, the, the habits that can help us be uh, not just successful attorneys, but successful people and citizens. And, and so I think that's um, something that we can definitely look forward in the future to do.
1: Of course, we've mentioned the public service loan forgiveness. There's a vote um, scheduled for in the Senate to decide the fate of the program in November. So look forward to early November to a podcast. We're hoping to have real hard hitters uh, talking about that program and hopefully what its fate will be. Um, but yeah, I and mean, we just have a lot of great ideas. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy what we have to offer.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds wonderful, you guys. We're looking forward to those future episodes and uh, recording with you. So I think now it's time to finally launch this brand new podcast show. So my question to you is, are you ready?
2: Yes. Oh man. Ready to rock and roll. Let's do right. this. <laughs> well, Fabi, yeah. since,
0: since you were the host of the first episode, I think the honor belongs to you. And so uh, I go ahead and let's get this thing launched.
2: Okay. Well, drum roll, please. We're now going to catch to our first show. What is the ABA law student that was previously recorded? So enjoy and buckle up for a great time.
3: Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to The Legal Talk Network.
4: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the ABA Law Student Podcast on Legal Talk Network. This is Fabiani Duarte and I'm the host for today's show, which is being presented by the American Bar Association's Law Student Division. In this monthly podcast, we interview guests and cover topics of interest for law students and recent grads. From finals to graduation in the bar exam to finding a job, we hope this show can be a trusted and valuable resource for you, our listeners. So today's topic is, welcome! Welcome to our new show, and what is the ABA Law Student Division? Joining me today, we have an awesome panel of friends and colleagues, leaders in the ABA Law Student Division Board. I'll let them go and introduce themselves and uh, tell us what they do for the ABA.
5: Thanks, Favi, and uh, my name is Ayan Islam. I am the 11th Circuit Governor, as well as the Resolution and Advocacy Committee Chair Person. Hi, my name is Madison Burke. I am the circuit governor for the 12th circuit
6: covering Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and Alaska.
7: Hi, my name is Jordan Glasgow and I'm the eighth circuit governor representing Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. And I also sit as the elections committee chair.
8: Hi, how are you? I'm John Loros. I am the Secretary Treasurer elect, and my responsibilities include sitting on the editorial board of Student Lawyer, managing ABA's grant fund, and also I take notes. (laughs) I take minutes and uh, (laughs) recorded notes for all the meetings. Great. Okay. Well, thank you, Bobby, and thank you to the Legal Taught Network. My name is
9: Aaron Sohaski. I'm the current chair of the Law Student Division. Bobby's going to be taking over for me at the conclusion of our annual meeting, and then I will be serving uh, as chair of the Law Student Division's Advisory Committee.
4: That's right. So we got an awesome panel of five. Uh, spectacular people here uh, who are just doing uh, some awesome things uh, on behalf of law students across the country. So, you know, we're lucky because we're all here together at annual, the ABA annual meeting. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what happens at this cool place. Uh, This year, it's in Chicago. Last year, uh, it was in Boston. So what are some of the fun things that uh, y'all are looking forward to here in Chicago?
9: Uh, Why don't we start with our chair right over here? Oh, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm a lover of Detroit-style pizza, but there's nothing better than a Chicago deep-dish pizza. Oh,
4: same here, Aaron. I love that. I love that. And, and uh, of course, uh, in addition to the beautiful backdrop of the city, you get to preside over 275 uh, law students in a huge uh, division assembly, right? That's
9: correct, yes. Yes. Uh, we have programming going on throughout the week, uh, but the creme de la creme spotlight event for the Law Student Division is going to be our uh, assembly, which is the one time a year that our SBA presidents and ABA reps have a voting voice uh, within the Law Student Division. and. You know, Fabi, we actually have some pretty substantial changes coming down the pipe uh, that we're trying to propose in front of our assembly, uh, looking to change our bylaws to make it leaner, meaner, and more accessible to law students throughout the country.
4: Yeah, I've, I've been hearing some uh, interesting acronyms floating around there. Uh, is there is there one particularly associated to that one? Yes, uh,
9: actually, there's one called Triple D. I, I think oh, that's man. what we're going around. Uh, oh, insane! Yeah, that sounds <laughs> dangerous. Uh, It sounds like something, Fabi, I'll tell you that. (laughs) So so how do
4: you, what does Triple D have to do with uh, this governance restructuring?
9: Well, sure. Um, So there's the three Ds, uh, and I know... Fabi, as you being the author of this, I know how you like your acronyms. Uh, So it might have been a little bit of a leading question there. But, you know, uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, the Triple D uh, plan looks towards, our first of all, our dollars. Uh, By adopting these changes to our bylaws, we'll save ourselves over uh, $57,000 throughout the year. Um, It'll be a more dynamic board uh, that gives a greater growth opportunity, uh, across sections, divisions, and forums. It's more nimble in that way. Uh, and then finally, you also have, dem- uh, it's more democratic, uh, and giving, uh, a wide variety of leadership options that are relevant to today's law student in the 21st century.
4: Wow, that's pretty awesome. So that's one of the big things that y'all are uh, going to be working on here at, at annual. Let's see, let's hear from someone else. What are some other things that y'all are uh, looking forward to uh, here at annual? Jordan?
7: We're going to be electing four new members of our Law Student Division boards, and I'm very excited to have those people joining us. Um, We are electing three division delegates to represent the Law Student Division at the ABA House of Delegates, and we're also electing the Vice Chair of SBA who oversees all of our SBA presidents and our student governments at our law schools. So it's going to be um, a great experience for those people. We have 11 very qualified candidates for division delegate, and we have three incredibly qualified people for Vice Chair SBA. So it's going to be a great time. Their speeches are tomorrow, and I'm so looking forward to seeing what they have for our division and what they see as a platform to go on and how to grow our division and become more accessible.
4: So you hit on something interesting in this division board that you sit on. It represents um, all the law schools in the country. How many is that?
7: Yeah, it's actually 205 law schools right now. So it's an incredible amount of law students. If you think about it, I think it's tens of thousands of law students. I believe the exact number is 155,000, somewhere around there. Wow. So... It's, it's a pretty great experience to be able to serve that many students and to be able to make substantive efforts to improve their educational experience.
4: Well, cool. Well, all those things sound you know, pretty important, pretty heavy and intense. But let's see, are, are there uh, some fun things that are going on? I mean, those can be fun. Is there, is there uh, other opportunities to kind of let loose or, or connect with other people that y'all are looking forward to uh, here at annual? Um, Ayan.
5: Yeah, certainly. I mean, in addition to a number of the activities that we have, there's a couple of uh, sections that are hosting networking mixers. So there's not only a great chance to mingle and get to know our fellow peers, but as well as to meet um, fellow colleagues and future employers um, that are coming from across the nation. And I think I believe tomorrow there's an improv networking mixer. From what I understand, it's going to be an opportunity to just kind of uh, flex your improvisational skills if you're, (laughs) if you've got like, the the whip and the ability to just uh freestyle or uh manage um kind of handling those randomized like 30 second elevator speeches or moments that you just can can come across it's just another asset and an opportunity and benefit to just kind of improve on your speaking opportunities and network you know all those skills that are necessary not only for us as law students but also as future working professionals
4: Right. You know, that uh, sounds like a creative way of connecting uh, law students with uh, maybe even people who might hire them one day. Absolutely. And, uh, giving some practical advice. Um, so the law student division is part of this greater American Bar Association. So what happens after somebody graduates from law school? Uh, why, why is the ABA still still relevant to them? Madison?
6: Yeah. So I think the ABA is actually more relevant to you once you graduate from law school than it is even while we're in law school. So one of the great things that we do at the Law Student Division is help to get you access to all the great benefits that exist in the sections, divisions, and forms within the greater ABA. So whatever area of law you're really interested in, if there's a specific geographic region of the country that you're interested in living in and practicing in, working in the ABA and getting involved in the Law Student Division is the perfect opportunity for you to get access to those lawyers and professionals in those areas that you're interested in. So when you graduate, you're already having a certain level of familiarization. You go into the young lawyers division, and it's such a dynamic group of attorneys, young lawyers who still have that connection to the law school, so they understand what you're going through with your bar prep and trying to find jobs or starting out at the bottom rung of the ladder um, in whatever job you did find and able to network and support and get access. To the great programming of the ABA,
4: is it is it easy to get access to um, the the law student division to be able to be able to eventually jump into that a greater network of people?
8: Um, how, how do you get involved? You know what? You just have to reach out. We're represented and we're involved by all of our two hundred seventy five uh, members, and.
6: Membership is free. <laughs> oh, what?
8: It's free. Holy
4: cow. So, so what does that mean? So that means I just, I go to law school and I'm a member of the law student division or how do I like, how do I join the team?
8: All you have to do is, uh, go online and just register and then, uh, you could become a member and then, uh, you're represented by your SBA presidents and ABA reps at school. And they're all here. I'm very excited to meet all of them. And, uh, we get to talk to them about some of our initiatives for this year, our focuses, our goals, and our visions for this year, and I'm pretty excited about that.
6: Yeah, the free membership is really amazing program, so that's just starting this year. It is just as easy as John said. You get on the computer, you have your school email, and you fill out your name, and you are a member of the ABA, and what you get with that is five free memberships in any section, division, or forum of your choice in the greater ABA, which is going to give you access to great networking opportunities, free CLEs, and a bunch of other initiatives we're working on in the Law Student Division, you also, on top of those five section division and forum memberships, get an additional membership in the Young Lawyers Division. So there really is a lot of bang for your zero bucks. <laughs> wow,
4: that's great. Well, let, let's talk about you know, some of the things that you're excited about and things that, you're, that make you happy you know, to be part of this team. You know, as uh, you guys uh, you know, stand upon Aaron's shoulders over here and all the work that he's been doing this past year with his uh, Law Student Division board, What are some things, uh, Aaron, that you look forward for the team pursuing
9: and the rest of you guys that uh, you are interested in pursuing yourself? Well, I think we're pitted in a very interesting time for the law student community. Uh, We're on the precipice of something big here. There's many different advocacy routes we can go. Uh, We've done substantial work towards interpretation 305-2, where we have been advocating this past year for pay along with externship credit. Uh, I'm pleased to say that we will know if we are going to be able to move forward with that uh, and potentially have schools adopt language that would allow pay for credit uh, at this year's assembly, which is exciting news. Specifically,
4: Uh, that means that if I'm doing an unpaid externship that uh, I would be able to uh, not only get the academic credit,
9: but also... You'd also be able to get pay provided that the employer uh, is willing to pay you. Uh, So we're putting the ownership back to (laughs) the schools. uh, And giving them the option to allow students to receive pay and credit if the employer is going to want to pay the student. Um, and it just lessens a financial burden. I mean, we've we've done advocacy towards transparency in law school reporting data, as well as looking at how we can have mandatory debt counseling throughout your law school career to really think about the dollars you're taking out before you decide to take that extra couple thousand dollars, uh, you know, as a cushion. So we're looking at making sure law students are financially responsible and also holding the institutions that they're taking these loans out of are held accountable for their actions as well. Uh, So we're trying to keep that two-way street and trying to make law school accessible and affordable.
4: Sure. Yeah, so let's see. That sounds like it's really affecting a lot of lives or has the pe- potential to. Let's and, see what, are, yeah, go and go
5: love And I'd love to interject to that because what Aaron brings is a great point about not only f- uh, from a financial perspective, but it's also from providing additional curricular activities because in addition to externships, this just kind of supplements what a lot of law schools have, the opportunity for students to have clinics. I mean, there are a number of them that mandate clinics. There's a number of them that make it on a competitive basis, but then, with this externship opportunity and kind of uh, amending 305.2 dash 2, sorry, is that essentially we then create an incentive for students to look at other. Uh, avenues to attain the practical experience that is really necessary, particularly going back to the original point made. The marketplace is changing. We keep hearing that on a constant basis, that the legal economy, the workplace, it is not what it used to be 10 years ago. It is not what it used to be five years ago. I mean, yes, the summer associate programs are coming back stronger than ever, but the numbers aren't what they are pre-2008, pre-recession. So essentially, if this is another way, an avenue to say, hey, students here's an externship opportunity and you don't have to worry about financial costs, so be it, you know. This is yeah. this is
6: another opportunity. I agree with that. I think it's really important that students have a freedom of choice so that you're not stuck in a position where because of your financial situation, you can't take advantage of great opportunities, externship opportunities, getting those credits and being able to really have control over your legal education. And I think that's one thing that's really key to us. I know one thing that Aaron mentioned right at the beginning, which is a huge project we've been working on as the board is the governance restructure. And I know one thing we really loved about um, this total overhaul of the the way the division is going to be governed is that we're moving to an online election model, and one of the reasons we decided to do that was also for these same socioeconomic considerations. So in previous, the the system was set up that you had to fly to annual wherever it's hosted in order to run for these positions and have leadership opportunities in the division, and you know we wanted to address that and make sure that it wasn't uh, disadvantaging students who didn't have the financial abilities to be able to get access. To to leadership opportunities. So by opening it up to electronic voting, uh, now there is no longer this financial burden for law students to be able to participate and be on the board in the law student division moving forward.
4: That's really cool. You know, what, what are some other things besides um, you know, if affecting externships in legal education, access to uh, leadership and, and involvement in the ABA that uh, you guys are, are looking forward to uh, this year?
7: Yeah, so I'm super excited about a new initiative we're rolling out, and that's to protect the loan forgiveness for public service. I think it's an incredibly important part of the federal loan system, and people are relying on that. And if that gets reduced or eliminated by our elected officials, it means that students won't be able to take those desperately needed positions in the public defender's office, and the district attorney's offices. And those are the places where access to justice is most desperately needed. And so we shouldn't be discouraging people from taking those positions. And so I'm super excited to be able to advocate on behalf of those individuals who are interested in pursuing a career that's giving back to their community.
4: Right. So so those would be careers like, um, like what, for example?
7: So working for your public defenders, um, working for a nonprofit, um, a 501c3, working for the government, working for instance, in the Department of Education, Department of Homeland Security, somewhere like that, working for JAG, if you're going to be serving, you should be able to be getting something back for that. And I think being able to get your loans forgiven is an excellent Reward for giving back to your community and giving back to your country.
4: Wow, that sounds really cool. How about you, John? Is there something that makes you happy that you're excited about jumping on for the year ahead for law students?
8: Oh, you know what? I think it's definitely the networking opportunities. There's so many different events where we're teamed up with so many other divisions that it just opens up a plethora of opportunities for us to meet individuals in the profession that we want to go into, whether it be business law, intellectual property, you name it the territorial region where you want to practice in there's opportunities to meet and network with people and to me that's what uh, what I think I'm going to get out of the most this year
4: so, all of you guys are law students, right? Uh, you guys are you know doing this on top of law school um, what 's that balance like what 's your experience uh, uh, being a leader in in this and and trying to continue to to be successful law students like how do you keep that balance? How do you uh, keep motivated for both realms uh, aaron i know you you 've probably experienced that to many degrees. This is your second year you 've been serving
9: yes, and I will tell you I have a very forgiving employer. Uh, <laughs> I actually work full time and am a law student in the evening, so I'm part time. Uh, So it has been. A challenge, but a fantastic opportunity to learn time management and to create a very nicely color-coded calendar, and uh, and thank you, Google, for that. Uh, (laughs) But uh, in all seriousness, it's been a wonderful opportunity uh, to really have a reflective year and to learn about myself, learn about my team, learn what it truly means to be a leader, uh, and to make sure that you're always keeping in mind collaboration is key. Yeah. So those are my parting words.
4: Sure. Well, that's awesome. You know, uh, something that uh, we hope that future listeners of this podcast will tune in for is, is wisdom and advice from uh, not just uh, practitioners and mentors, but also their peers on how to be successful law students. You guys have been talking about a lot of awesome opportunities that you're making available uh, for people who wants to become attorneys or even while they're in law school. And just quick, if we do a quick uh, round of uh, just a few seconds of maybe your advice to how to be uh, maybe successful in law school or something that's uh, worked for you as you um, have experienced balancing uh, important leadership uh, and also being an effective uh, member of uh, legal education, if you will.
5: Yeah, I like to jump in on that and say, because I've learned a lot from those before me who've walked before me and also those who are walking alongside me as well And the path is, because uh, this is definitely new. It's unlike any graduate school experience. It is definitely a steep learning curve. But at the same time, what I've definitely learned time and time again is that whatever information I receive is just as much as the person before me had, similar to a really race, had passed the baton back. I want to be able to pass that baton back as well and the number one thing that i've learned similar to Aaron just in terms of juggling a full time job as well as night law school and trying to uh, achieve the dreams of being a full fledged practicing attorney that is giving back to the community is remembering the fact that i can't be too many to all and all like all at once that i have to remember to take a step back prioritize and if i need to have a vacation which it took one semester um, in the fall to, like, first year to realize, wow, like, I may need to figure out what my quiet place is, what my preference in terms of recharging, and that was actually being around family. That was having to travel and um, spend time with family by the beach. I was totally reinvigorated by that, and, you know, all I can say is is that, you know, find what reinvigorates you and recharges you. Mm
4: it's great advice uh, Madison number one thing maybe oh number one uh, or, or, or oh. some key points for our okay, listeners okay here's some
6: bullet points I think you shouldn't sleep in past 9am because you just waste that time and then stay up too late it's an unhealthy habit so force yourself <laughs> to grow up and wake up <laughs> early be an adult and get your stuff done and then you can enjoy your evenings instead of cramming at 2 in the morning
4: you can enjoy that vacation that's yes. taken <laughs> with your <laughs> family yes okay.
6: uh, color coded calendars are key um, okay. Aaron I think mentioned balance calendars. you know Make sure you have something, even just one thing, that you do because you love doing it. And I think employers also, they love that. A lot of times I've had so many my own experiences and friends' experiences. You're in those OCI interviews or employment interviews, and what's the thing they're asking you about that you put that you loved water skiing or that you play the piano or you hiked Mount Kilimanjaro? Those are the things that make you interesting and set you apart. There are a ton of law students out there who've got great GPAs who are on the law review, do all, you know, check all those boxes and those are all great things, but that's not the world. And we're soon, you know, three years passes in the blink of an eye. So make sure you keep a balance and you're enjoying your life. Don't get stuck in a rut.
4: Oh man, (laughs) we got a a mom over here. I know. That's cool. (laughs) That was great advice. Thank you. All right, Jordan, thoughts?
7: All right. Well, um, I can't agree more with that realistic, assessment, I think you definitely need to have something outside of law school. For me, that was coaching a basketball team and running half marathons, but also setting realistic expectations for what you want to get out of law school, I think really helped me survive because I'm an athlete. I'm a really competitive person. And I knew that if I went into law school without realistic expectations and goals that I could achieve, that I would run myself into the ground. And so making sure you kind of think ahead, um, get those goals down and figure out what you want to accomplish and what you want to get out of law school will really benefit you in the long run.
4: Wow. Love it. Thanks, Jordan. John, any thoughts? Uh, yeah,
8: I would just uh, suggest everybody just to put themselves out there. And you know what? Uh, you don't know how much you could do until you try. And then you might surprise yourself with how much you could accomplish.
4: Yeah, definitely. And that's something that we'll be doing a lot of here, putting ourselves out there. Uh, here in Chicago, we have thousands and thousands of attorneys from all over the country that are gathering together and we're going to have an opportunity to, to uh, not just be bold and courageous as we network with people, but also um, figure out how we can continue to gain some advice from them. Listeners, I hope you guys can one day join us uh, at annual. Next year's is at San Francisco which will be cool and uh, many of our leadership here will be taking uh, bar exams right around the same time So, uh, but that's a year away so we won't, we'll talk we about talk happier times. Times. We'll talk about yes. happier times. Anyway, guys, listen, panel, thanks so much for, for talking. Thank uh, you. for giving us a, thanks, an overview Bobby. about uh, the law student division and the work that you do. And uh, hopefully, uh, those nuggets uh, will be able to go far in many of our lives as we apply them. So, thanks for all you do.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All Take right. care.
4: Now, we're going to be hearing from members of our law student division, both uh, incoming and, and outgoing, and some of the creme de la creme of our law student leadership across the country. But uh, we have have a catch they have to introduce themselves with a hashtag and wrap it all up in 60 seconds so here we're going to start with our current chair the incomparable Aaron Zahaski.
9: Well, thank you, Fabi. And uh, thank you all for having me on Legal Talk Network. Uh, This is my third annual meeting and a uh, hashtag that would best describe me, I would say, is hashtag sunshine because I always like to have a sunny disposition. (laughs) And uh, the first board of governors I was a part of, they nicknamed me that and it kind of just stuck. So I'd like to go with that. Uh, But yes, as you said, Fabi, I serve currently as the chair of the division, serve as uh, the... Advocate for law students across the country. Uh, Some of our uh, most exciting news that we have coming down the pipe here at annual meeting this year is some substantial uh, revisions to our current bylaws, and we're excited to look at a solid new plan to uh, make sure that we're being as, as accessible to. As most law students as possible across the country. So, uh, exciting things that are going to happen in the assembly, um, and looking forward to meeting law students from across the country. So, thank you so much, Fabi.
4: Wow, look at that with 10 seconds to spare. All right, what a guy. All right, we're going to move on to our next victim. Go ahead, introduce yourself and hashtag and something you're passionate about.
0: All right, uh, I am Matt Meckley. I am the Third Circuit Governor, which covers PA, New Jersey, and Delaware. Uh, my hashtag would definitely be Mr. Motion. And I just wanted to say that it's uh, it's been a pleasure working with all the other people on the board. We, we do a lot of work for law students. Um, I don't really have much more to say beyond that it's it's just it's been an incredible experience so far. This is my first annual... Um, Um, We're just getting into the process, and I've enjoyed it tremendously. Did you give us a
4: hashtag, Matt? I did. Hashtag Mr. Motion. Oh, Mr. Motion. Very good. Wow, Mr. Motion is Mr. Brevity. All right, (laughs) so we'll we'll, we'll keep moving. We'll keep moving. Uh, And here's our next victim.
6: My name is Madison Burke. I am the 12th Circuit Governor, which covers the great states of Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and Alaska. My hashtag is firecracker. And things I'm passionate about in the law student division is simplifying, providing access to law students, the substance that is provided by the greater ABA. I think we have a lot of great programs coming down this year from this board and hope that more law students are going to get involved and help us to push it along. In our region, we're really trying to push diversity initiatives, which is a very important thing for the ABA in general and the law student division. And I know other governors are also working on great initiatives to cover diversity, mental health awareness. So there's a lot coming down. Please get involved as a law student.
4: Awesome. Very good. And I have to thank Madison and and Matt for welcoming me last night by surprising me at midnight in my hotel room. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Got the best sleep in years. All right. And uh, very good. Our next victim over here... Go ahead. My
10: name is Lara Marie Edmonds. I am a division delegate in the ABA House of Delegates, and I am one of three law students who represents the law student division in that House of Delegates. My hashtag would be hashtag delegate extraordinaire. I am one of the outgoing members of the board. I've had the pleasure of serving the law student division for the last year. Um, I'm really excited about the incoming board members um, and all the things that they have planned and for all of their acronyms, because they're pretty fabulous.
4: Oh, they're very good. Their author's pretty fabulous, too. <laughs> But anyway, fabulous. Is there is there one that's uh, your absolute favorite? You got thirty seconds.
10: Um, I think I like bar the best.
4: Bar, all right, very good. Well, uh, could, do you think you can uh, in twenty seconds tell us what that stands for? A uh,
10: bold, excessive. Achievable and accessible and awesome.
4: Well, that's close. And rowdy. That's, <laughs> that, that's close. You know. At, I do have the triple
10: D's. D's. Can I try the triple you D's? Yeah, triple D's. Right, go ahead. Got <laughs> dollars, dynamics, and democ- democracy. Democracy. Democratic? That's
4: right. And there's your timer. Maybe somebody else can explain what triple D's all about <laughs> in a moment. Uh, very good. Thank you so much, uh, delegate extraordinaire.
9: And next, we got thanks, Fabi Keegan Coleman, and also special thanks to Legal Talk Network. Uh, hashtag Southern cool, represent <laughs> the great states of Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. I'm the 10th Circuit Governor, and uh, this is my second annual. Just glad to be here. Glad to be amongst our extraordinary group of leaders in the House, who are working hard and diligently to make the ABA experience even greater. Uh, as we mentioned, we have a awesome platform this year, an awesome uh, program to help law students be engaged across the board, and uh, we just want to make sure that every everything, every experience is accessible, and every experience is dynamic, and every experience is accessible to all of our law students.
4: Awesome. Thank you so much. Very good. And last but not least for this round...
1: My name is Crystal Yeldu, and I'm the Sixth Circuit governor that includes Michigan, Ohio, and Kentucky. My hashtag is Chaldean Lioness. <laughs> um, we <are laughs> we, uh, we're we we're working on a lot of different things, and diversity is, is one big issue, and we have uh, a homelessness uh, initiative that um, is just, it's really exciting to, to be able to get out there and to help people. And. I'm just very humbled and blessed to be able to work with such a great group of people so um, get out there and, and do your thing students
4: alright very good and these 30 seconds that triple D does anybody uh, want to chime in and what that's all about What that's uh, why that's important go ahead the, LM.
10: D- the dollars are important because we're saving our division money we're cutting funding the Dynamics are really important because we want to make sure that we can serve all the law students in the country. And the democracy is important because we want to involve lots of law students from around the country and not just the top tier. Woo!
4: That is yes! the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the best governance restructuring right. advocacy I've heard all day. <laughs> but, All right, beautiful. All right, and that is uh, a first round of six leaders for our division. So we have a new slate ready to go, and go.
5: Wow, that's a lot to do. All right, so my name is Ayan Islam. I am the 11th Circuit Governor, which represents the greater Washington region. That entails Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, and Maryland. And my hashtag will essentially be East Coast Rep. Essentially, yeah, and that essentially is because primarily the fact that I'm Somali native, so of course, East Coast Africa, uh, born and raised in the Middle East, and then now I'm also residing in the East Coast of the US. Um, I'm also chair of the Resolution and Advocacy Committee, so I'm looking forward to working with the, not only the board members, but as well as the law student population to work and develop resolutions and policies that will greater benefit all of us at large, if it's not even myself as an outgoing student, but also for those who are coming in before us with the evolution and changes that we're seeing with the legal field. So any way that could be of helpful with determining policy changes would love to help. And uh, this will you know an ABA's great you know resource for that and a great opportunity to participate and engage in those uh, sections. So
4: awesome, yeah. short and sweet and right under time. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ayan. All right, and our next victim right here is from the great state of
7: Missouri. Hi, my name is Jordan Glasgow, and I am from Kansas City, Missouri. I am the Eighth Circuit Governor, and I represent Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. So I represent the Great Midwest. I guess my hashtag would probably be not flyover states because we have so much to offer in the Midwest. Just from Kansas City, we are the barbecue capital of the world. We're the soccer capital of America. We have so many fantastic museums. It's just a paradise in the Great Plains. So make sure you visit the Midwest. It's not that bad. I guess with the um, law student division, I'm the chair of the elections committee and I'm so excited about our new election code. Um, We're going to a more online platform that's going to provide the ability for other people to get involved regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of their ability to travel. And that will open up so many opportunities in the law student division for just some great leaders. And I'm Also so excited for the Midwest, and I'm out of time. Oh,
4: but very good. So (laughs) much information. My gosh, I thought you were like on the tourism board for the Midwest. That was beautiful. I might be. You might be. (laughs) All right. Very good. And last but not least, here we go, my new
8: brother in crime. All right. My name is John Loros, and I am the secretary treasurer-elect of the ABA Law Student Division. And for my hashtag, I would choose uh, hashtag the giver, just because I have the opportunity to be involved in ABA's grant fund. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about ABA's grant fund. It's it's basically a fund that awards up to $1,000 to first-time programs that emphasize public interest, professionalism, diversity, ethics, or mental health. And basically, the, the ABA wants to promote you guys to to give back to the community and put on put on events that will help not only the community but the legal profession in total so I have the opportunity to be involved in that and uh, I'm going to give it back to Fabi
4: oh man that's fantastic so yeah John and I are going to be joining this new team here uh, of leadership at the conclusion of annual 2015 and so I'm excited to be working with him and uh, Ayan and Jordan and the other uh, slate of of leaders that you were able to hear from today so hopefully that's uh, just a little glimpse into the people who represent you and work hard for you every day. Go ABA Law Student Division Board. Thank you. (laughs)
10: Go
4: ABA. All right. So that wraps it up for this week's Legal Talk Network edition of the ABA Law Student Division Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Fabiani Duarte, and that's a
3: wrap. We're signing off. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBard.org forward slash lawstudent. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network,